Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another Flower Ed podcast and potentially probably the last episode of the year. So it's currently the 23rd of December, which means the big man's coming in two days, which is so, so exciting. But I've got to be honest, it's not very festive up in here. So usually as in my childhood, I always had a real Christmas tree and it was like the best and all the family would get together and we'd all do presents and it was just like the best childhood Christmas ever. But now it's like we've been in share houses and rentals. We haven't really had that whole Christmas feel. And now we're in our own house. I was like, let's get a tree. So we went to get a tree. We found this random address on Facebook. It's like a local Facebook page group thing and they said go and get Christmas trees from this place so we drove to this place it's like in the middle of kind of nowhere you drive in and there's all these like random signs around it's very like farm like a little bit creepy vibes we see the Christmas trees they're tiny anyway we keep driving around this house it's like the grossest house you've ever seen it's disgusting I don't even know if anyone could live in there because it was just like the most rundown thing ever it was just gross and then we like drive around and there's a sign that says honk twice really loud for a christmas tree we were like is this a joke like a bit is this serious anyway i got a really weird vibe and i was like tom get me out of here i feel like i'm gonna die so we just like drove out because i was like i'm not feeling this and the christmas trees are tiny anyway so let's not do it so then we went to this other place there were a hundred bucks for a christmas tree and they were literally dead like i'm not even kidding i don't know how they were selling them i don't know if they were selling them to anyone but they were so dead and then since then we just like i don't know we just haven't found one i'm not getting a fake one and Now it's two days before Christmas and we don't have a Christmas tree. I'm like so upset with myself. We also don't have any decorations. So like there's no lights, there's no decorations around the house. It's not very festive at all. And then the other thing that's like so weird and so maybe like an unpopular opinion kind of thing for most people is that we don't actually do presents. So Tom and I... When we first started dating, we kind of did do presents. We did a few years of like birthday presents and Christmas presents. And then it got to the point where it just felt stupid trying to find presents when it wasn't very necessary. So like, I just don't think we we show our love through gift giving. I think it's it's not really our thing. We would rather like go and find a cool outdoor setting for us both and like we'll buy it and like that's really cool rather than getting a whole lot of gifts separately and then doing the whole normal normal gift giving thing so we don't do presents so we haven't been like present shopping or like thinking about gifts or like gift wrapping I freaking love gift wrapping because I used to do it for my whole entire family when I was a kid for all of their presents as well I just like I loved it so much I'm sure a lot of you are the same and there's been none of that because we're not doing presents and we just bought a house so I was like well let's just say that like the house is like our Christmas present he did build me the chicken coop so if you're not following on Instagram firstly what are you doing with your life secondly he built me a chicken coop it's like the biggest thing ever you could literally fit like a bed in there it's massive and we got six chickens which is so exciting I've never had chickens 
I know that everyone's like, they stink and you're going to get rats and it's gross. I get it. Like they're chickens. I know I've been, I've had families around me who've had chickens, but I just love the idea of having chickens. I love their little noises that they have. Ellie's been so good with them. She like goes in all excited and then she's like, what the heck are these weird things? They like kind of peck at her a little bit if she gets too too friendly with them. Um, Just putting her in a place. That's totally fine. So that is kind of a Christmas present to me. So thank you, Tom. And yeah, so it's not very festive up in here. I have baked gingerbread cookies. So I look, that's probably the closest we're going to get to like a festive vibe for this year for Christmas. But it is kind of nice, I'll be honest, avoiding all of the like chaos. Like I went to Woolies this morning to get a few last minute things to like do some baking. And It was hectic, like so, so crazy. I can't even imagine shopping centers like with actual shops. This was literally just Woolworths down the road and it was, it was insane. Like I want to avoid that at all costs. It also saves us a lot of money. Let's be real because Christmas can be so expensive and I just can't justify trying to think of a present just because it's Christmas for like my mom's partner's son's girlfriend. Like it just seems stupid I would rather everyone bring like a big plate of food and like let's just get into a food coma that's my vibe or like homemade gifts like here is some sourdough bread that I baked or here is some veggies from my garden or here is like a recipe that I love or I made you some tea or some kombucha or like something really cool that's like I find that so much more heartfelt and it's just like so my vibe Rather than like trying to think of a present, I just think it's a waste of money. I don't know. I can't justify it. I get it for like children, 100%. I'm so excited to have kids and experience Christmas. I'm going to go all out, 100%. I'm so, so excited. But I think for this season of life right now, where it's just me and Tom, it's just nice to have it chill. But I am upset that we don't have a Christmas tree. That's the only thing. So I was thinking about what I wanted to speak about on this podcast episode and a question that came up in Revolution was what has been your biggest lesson or takeaway or a piece of advice from your business experience from this past year, X, Y, and Z. And so I'm thinking that I'm going to give you like a nice little list of things that have honestly changed my life, even in just the past six months. So I know I speak about it so, so much about these past six months. Reason being is that six months ago, I started investing in learning. So before that, I was I was investing time and energy 100%, but it wasn't until sort of midway through this year that I started actually spending money to learn the things that I wanted to learn. So at the start, it was very much a tangible, uh, structural business thing. So it was like, I don't know much about branding, so I'll go and learn about branding. Or I don't know much about whatever, whatever. I can't even remember what it was at the time. I don't know much about launching. So then I'd go and buy a masterclass on launching. So like it was those very tangible business things. Then once I was in these spaces and coming into the coaching world as well, I am a coach. This is a new thing for me as well. I'm only a year into this coaching business. And so 
that in itself means that I have to one, learn how to be a coach. But for both of my businesses, I also need to learn more about being a business owner. So getting in the rooms with these humans that are doing exactly the same thing, just wanting to grow and elevate their life and business was truly the catalyst for the growth that I've had over this past six months. And that's why I keep referring to the six months is because that was sort of the trigger that that point when I started actually spending money and investing in my learning, everything changed because I used to, I used to just wait for all of the external things to, to be right. So it it was like, okay, the customers aren't right. The clients aren't right. The industry is not right. The flowers aren't right. The season isn't right. And so I'd wait for all of these external things to, to become right. And I know that a lot of you could relate to this where it's like, oh, it's just the algorithm. That's why it's not working. Or it's just because people don't get it. They don't understand wedding flowers. And that's why it's not working. People don't want to spend money in general. That's why it's not working. It was very much an external thing. So the minute I jumped into the very first group container, the master classes and all the rest of it, I started taking on this piece of self-responsibility. And I think that's one of the the main takeaways from this year is just stepping back and getting curious around where am I playing a role in this situation? So often we're we're chasing this goal, right? We're like, okay, I want to go full time. I want a flower shop. I want a team behind me, uh, whatever it is. Instead of waiting for that thing to come and blaming everything externally, if you just stop and get curious as to yourself and how you can change and move within yourself, it'll be the biggest game changer. And I know that a lot of you, you'll hear this and you'll go, yeah, yeah. And then you won't do it. And then you'll hear me talk about it again and again for the rest of my coaching life. And you'll go, yeah, yeah. But it's until you actually do it, until you actually just get curious and go, where am I actually playing a role here? How can I take some responsibility in this? That everything will change. I can promise you. And I know that When you're at that stage where you're looking for the how, where it's like, how can I go full time? How can I get more clients? While the how gives you that structure, that that tangible thing to do, the physical, it's actually the who. It's like, who do you need to become to be able to do X, Y, and Z or bring X, Y, and Z into your world? I know this is harder to hear and that's why I keep saying this is because I know that you just want me to give you X, Y, and Z. You just want me to say, go and do this and then you'll get that. But what it actually is, is go and become this human and then those things will come into your world. It's been one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn. It's just that self-responsibility piece. So every time you get to a point where you want to maybe complain about something or you want something, but you don't know why you're not there or how to get there. Just stop and get curious. Where am I playing a part in this? And this might look like you blocking yourself. It's like, you know that if you were to show up on social media more, you'd get more inquiries, but you're not doing it because you're procrastinating. So if you go and learn about reactivity and why you're procrastinating, what that thing is, 
then you stop procrastinating, you're moving in business. Then you jump on social media, you post more content, you get the clients. See what I mean? Rather than going, well, it's the client's fault because they're not coming to me or they don't get it or everyone else is better or I just suck instead of that going, why am I procrastinating? Why am I stopping myself from doing X, Y, and Z? And that's just one simple example. The coolest place where this was so relevant was within revolution. So the girls in there, the self-responsibility that they took on was insane. And within two days of being in that container, they were like, my world has changed. My whole entire world has changed. Because it's not necessarily that you're missing something. You just have to maybe do something more or have a tiny little tweak of your perception. You might just have to learn about your boundaries or your reactivity or your ego. Whatever it is that you need to learn, go and learn it. It seems so obvious. Whatever you want, whether it's going full time, having that shop, making X amount of dollars, it's completely possible to you. It's literally right in front of you. It's just waiting for you to move. And that was where I was at six months ago. And speaking of my own experience, I was like, okay, I feel really stagnant. Things, things are like good, but I want more. I want more freedom. I want to be doing the things that I want to be doing in business. I want to have a team that can support me. I want to be making X amount of money. I want to have these type of clients. Like it just got to a point where I was like, enough is enough. Why am I trying to do this all by myself? Because it's like, let's say you've never trained at a gym before and you want to lose weight. What would be the best, most efficient, healthiest, strongest way to lose weight? Get a PT, right? If you wanted to learn a certain flower technique, you wanted to learn how to do foam-free arbors, what would be the quickest, most efficient, best way to do that? After you've experimented yourself and all the rest of it, find someone who's done it before. And that's exactly where I was at. Like, I want all of these things. I want more or I feel stagnant. It feels just, I feel stuck. I feel capped. I'm at that glass ceiling. Who can help me? And that's what I did. So I invested in coaches. I had bought so many masterclasses, courses. I got into a four month mentorship. I've just joined another massive mastermind for next year with my favorite coach ever. Like I've spent over $25,000 just on learning, just on masterclasses and courses about all different things. And you know what's so funny is that at the start, like I said, it was all these like physical things like branding, marketing, um, like content, like all of those type of things. But once I started moving into emotional intelligence and boundaries, reactivity, ego, like myself, energetic capacity, physical capacity, like things about me, that is where everything switched. And that is where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally creating the reality that I want. 
Like I'm obsessed with my life because it's all well and good to set those things within business. It's all well and good to have that foundation of the structure. We need that a hundred thousand percent. Otherwise I wouldn't teach it, but it gets to a point where it's not enough. It's just simply not enough. And if from day one, you could learn the emotional intelligence aspect, even before all of the rest of the structure stuff, which you can figure out down the track anyway, you are the strongest business owner on the freaking planet. I can promise you because it's like, okay, you've got all the structure in place. The business is like moving along, but then what happens when someone asks for a refund? What happens when you drop the bouquet off and she goes, I literally hate it. Can you do it again? What happens when someone complains about you? What happens when someone leaves a nasty review? What happens when the flowers don't arrive? Your shipment doesn't arrive. You don't get any flowers for the wedding. That's tomorrow. What happens when your car breaks down while you're on the way to a wedding? What happens when you have to manage a team? When you've got freelancers looking up to you to lead in your business. Do you see? It's like all of these things, you need to learn how to deal with them. And that is all emotional intelligence. Learning about why people judge, how to handle judgment. Like imagine if you you stopped caring about judgment altogether. Not because I told you stop caring about judgment. That's not going to help. But what if you actually learned what it's actually about? And you didn't care about anyone's judgment ever. How much more would you be moving in business? How many more things would you be doing today? How much more would you be showing up on Instagram? What new things would you implement in your business? What new service would you add? What would you try and experiment with that right now you're too scared of people's judgment? It's like you just learn this one thing and it unlocks everything. Like what if you learned about boundaries and then you moved through business with such strong boundaries that you have ultimate freedom in your life? where you're actually leading and your clients are following along rather than the other way around. What if you learned about holding a neutral leader energy, which means that no matter what happens externally, you've got your own back and you're in a neutral energy. You are freaking unstoppable. And like all of these little bits and pieces are so much stronger than any piece of like Facebook ads or email funnels or email marketing or website design could give you like all of these things are actually building you as a human so that you can move through business with so much more ease and flow and excitement. Like imagine moving through your business actually excited. Like I know there were so many times when I, I just hated my business, honestly, I would look at it and I would go, my business is so shit. I used to want to change the name a thousand times because I used to think that would fix everything. I used to hate the way that like all my designs were. I used to hate all of my clients. Like I used to complain about so many of them. 
I used to hate going to the markets at 3 a.m. I used to hate packing down 11 p.m. Like, yes, all of these things are important, but it gets to a point where it's like enough is enough. I'm sick of just feeling like I have to do X, Y, and Z, because what if there was a place in your life where you could actually just build your own reality? However that looks like, however that looks like for you is perfect. If all you want to do is do the market runs, perfect. If all you want to do is do the admin, perfect. If all you want to do is sleep in on a Monday morning and then take your dog for a walk and then put a slow cooker on and feed your chickens, perfect. All of that is completely possible for you. It's literally waiting right in front of you. All you have to do is line up with it. It's like you've chosen this thing that you want, whatever that may be, whatever that looks like for you. Imagine if you could get there, not only the quickest way possible, but also the most the most like steady, like without having to spend years and years and years and crumbling on the floor. Imagine if you could just like cut all the bullshit and just get the thing that you want. Like, I don't know why I waited so long to actually get the thing I wanted. Like I was just waiting for everything externally to fall into place. And it wasn't until I invested in myself learned about myself and actually grew as a human that my business was so much better. Like my business is so clean now. I don't go into Instagram with so much anxiety. I don't go into emails stressing out and being confused how to respond to people. I don't find it hard to set a boundary or increase my prices or send a big quote. I just do it because I've learned about myself as a human. That is where it all starts. It starts with you. So I've got a list here. We just went a little bit off track, but you get the point. Investing in yourself and emotional intelligence is massive, massive. And it's totally fine if if this doesn't feel right for you right now. You This might not be landing for some of you and it might be like, holy crap, let's go and do it. And if it's not landing for you right now, totally fine. Keep moving how you want to move and what feels clean for you. But if it's from a place of fear, there is a difference between fear because it's going to be bad for your human, for your life and for your business and fear where you're just literally holding yourself back because you don't want to be uncomfortable. There's a big difference. So emotional intelligence, investing in yourself and self-responsibility freaking massive. The next thing I want to speak to is frequency. You guys know I am obsessed with frequency because it literally is the thing that moves everything in your world. So if we are speaking to frequency, the way I want you to think of it is there's a list that you can actually look up. Just look up the frequency. Let me have a look what it's called. Frequency scale. Maybe that's what it's called. Okay, so there's two different types. One is just like the frequency emotional scale. And then the other one is by Abraham Hicks, which is the emotional guidance scale. So both pretty much a similar vibe. Okay, there's just a little bit of different wording within there. So the point is the top half of it is like all of the things that we strive to feel, right? It's like joy, appreciation, freedom, love, passion, enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness, positive expectation, belief, 
optimism, blah, blah, blah. And then the bottom of the scale are things like fear, grief, depression, despair, powerlessness, shame, worry, doubt, blame, all of the things. So if you picture this scale, where we want to be as much as possible is the top of the scale, of course, because if we are feeling joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, and love, imagine how well your day would go, no matter what's happening externally. And I want to make that a really important point because it's not like we move to this place and then nothing goes astray. Like, of course, things are going to pop up. You're a business owner. But my point is, if you can be at the top of the scale, when those things do come up, you can actually handle them so much better. Because if right now you were in a space of doubt, which is in the bottom half of the scale, and then something pops up, you get a complaint right? You get a complaint, a bride messages you, a customer messages you, and they complain about something that you've done, your service. How much harder is it going to be to deal with that customer, that client, and that experience, the situation, if you're already feeling doubt? You would crumble. You wouldn't keep your boundaries in place. You wouldn't keep your policies in place. You'd you'd just crumble, right? But if you are already feeling joy and appreciation, empowerment, you're going to handle that so much better. And that's my whole point. Things just go right when you're at the top of the scale anyway. If you're already feeling joy and appreciation and then you're in traffic, You're going to feel it so much better than if you were down the bottom at hatred and rage, right? It's like the way that you you choose to be is the way that you're going to respond to external things and it's actually going to change your perception. So this happened the other day. I was in a rush because I was trying to get to my brother to go somewhere else, to go somewhere else, and it was all like a timing thing. So I'm like leaving my house in a bit of a rush, which is the first thing that is stupid being in a rush. And then I get stuck in traffic, right? Being in a rush, I'm like already frustrated. I'm irritated and I'm impatient, which is at the bottom of the scale, the bottom half. I'm already feeling that. Then I get stuck in traffic. It just amplifies that. And then I get stuck. I get out of the traffic and then I get stuck behind this really slow driver, It's so easy for me to like get angry and like go around them or beat them or whatever, because I'm already in that state of frustration and irritation and impatience. But then the opposite happened the other day. It was really funny. I was on on my way to somewhere and I didn't have to be there at a particular time. I had so much time and I was just cruising. So what was I? I was mm, optimism. I was content. I was appreciative, I guess. I was just chilling, right? I got stuck in traffic. And what happened? I just put a good song on. I was just chilling. It was really nice. Completely different. So the external things are the same. There's traffic. But me, how I am when I reach that situation is going to determine the way I perceive that situation, It's whether traffic is good or traffic sucks. Isn't it so funny? It's not actually the external thing. It's us. So if you can move through business already at the top of the scale as much as you can be, 
you can just deal with life so much better. And your clients can feel your energy. So if you jump onto a Zoom and you feel doubt and worry and you're overwhelmed, you're going to show up completely differently than if you had a positive expectation and belief, right? We can see the thing. So frequency is freaking massive. Now, something that I do want to include in this, because I don't think it's spoken about enough in conversations around frequency, is the idea of polarity, right? So polarity exists in the world, light and dark, hot and cold, sun and shade, right? It's like these opposite things exist and we can't have one without the other. So if we do strive to be at the, st- at the top of the scale where we are wanting to feel empowered. The opposite needs to happen as well. You can't have one without the other. So at some point, you're going to feel disempowered. And this is where I want to speak to that neutral energy. So as much as being at the top of the scale, it will change your life, literally change your whole entire life. I also just want to speak into the idea of not being like overexcited, not being too, too crazy excited when something happens because you're also going to feel that drop because you're setting yourself up for the polar opposite thing to happen. I'm hoping this makes sense. So as much as I want you to be at the top of that scale and it will change your life and I strive to be there, I also want to speak to the idea that just being neutral is a good thing as well. The other good thing is to accept when the polar thing happens. So you know how when you're really excited and you're happy, it's like, yes, feeling good, this is life. And then when you're feeling down, even if it's just like boredom or, or you're just feeling flat, right? You question it. Or you're feeling anxious and it's like, why do I feel like this? What if instead you could just accept it? Because you're accepting of the quote unquote happy feelings. We need to be accepting of the opposite as well. Because remember, polarity exists. If we are feeling bored, we're also going to feel inspired on the bounce back. On the polar end. So frequency is a fun thing to play around with, both in accepting the quote unquote negative striving to be at the top, but also feeling into that neutral leadership as well, where no matter what comes at you, you can just move in a neutral energy. So for example, when I invested into the mastermind for next year, it's $16,000. And at the start, it did feel overwhelming. And I didn't want to invest in myself in a place of feeling overwhelmed. So I left it for a few days. I I was checking in on my energy to see if I still felt that pull. And I didn't try to like overcomplicate it in terms of making it make sense. I didn't try to make it logical. I just let it simmer for a few few days or a few weeks or something. It's like a week, I think, like since she launched it. And I got to this place where me sending over that money, it just felt neutral. And that's where I want you to come at it. I didn't feel overly excited and like, oh my God, this is going to be like the best thing in my whole entire world. And I wasn't the opposite either, where I was anxious and overwhelmed. I was just neutral. It just felt right. It felt good. And for some of you, it might help thinking of that neutrality as a gut feeling. 
So I run with my gut feeling all the time. I trust it a thousand percent. I have this really good like radar for people. I'm well in tune. I can read people well. I just, I trust myself a lot in terms of my initial gut feeling. I had that gut feeling, but then my logical brain came into it and was like, oh, I feel overwhelmed. So I let it simmer. I came back to what feels right, quote unquote, right. There is no right and wrong, but whatever felt good and clean for me. And that is where I moved into that neutral energy where I could ask for the link and pay for it. And it was just, that was it. It was done. And yes, like get excited about it, but it's not about being on the the opposite ends of the spectrum. Because remember, if you are completely overly excited about something, say you just land a client, you might actually feel that polar opposite thing happen as well. So if you're overly excited, you might start to feel overwhelmed at some point. It's like this fun thing to just play with and just get curious about with frequency. So just trying, trying to chase frequency in the way of just being in a good mood, even like it's as simple as that, just being in a good mood and looking at your behaviors in in your world to see what can get you into that good mood as often as possible. You're just going to see that your life and your business moves so much easier. And isn't that what we all want, right? It's like, let's just bring it back to basics. We just want to feel good. We just want to enjoy our business and feel good and have good days. It's as simple as that. And I think being in a good frequency really, really helps that. So frequency, very, very important. All right. The next thing is leverage on time. So it's kind of moving into more so an actual business owner, CEO, director, whatever term you want to use kind of that role. So rather than just being an employee within the business where you're doing everything, you're wearing all the hats, which I think everyone kind of wears as a badge of honor these days. And I really want to change that conversation because I don't think you can build a multi six, seven figure business by wearing all the hats. It doesn't work. You're going to get to a point where you do need support. Because if you can get someone to go to the markets while you can smash out 10 quotes, that's moving the business a lot more forward. Whereas if you, who is wearing all the hats, goes to the markets and comes back, one, that time is taken, a good three hours, four hours to the markets back, processing all of the flowers, and then you're absolutely spent because you've just been up since 3 a.m., you've driven to Sydney and back, all of the things you've dealt with like the crazy forklifts and like trying not to die, you get back. I can assure you either one, you're not going to send the quote or the email or show up on Instagram or two, you're not going to do it nearly as well. Why? Because your frequency isn't high enough because you're overwhelmed. You're anxious because you haven't slept, which is like a human fucking need to sleep. So this is where I got to that point, like I'm speaking about six months ago, where I was like, how can I actually create this reality that I want where I can sleep because I freaking want to sleep and I can stay hydrated and I can move my body and I can do all of these things because I've set up my business in a way that allows me to do that. And that is where freedom comes into it, which is massive. So speaking to leverage on time, it is bringing in that help. 
if you can either have a human help you go to the markets, do the flowers, um, they could even be creating everything for the wedding, they could be packing down, they could be on site, whatever that looks like for you. You could not even touch flowers, you could just be doing admin, whatever, you, or it could be the opposite. They could be doing all of the admin back end of things and you're doing the flower stuff. It's going to look different for everyone. But if you can get a human to help you, one, that's going to change your life. And two, if you also have structures, systems, templates, all of the things in place so that everything runs smoothly and as efficiently as possible, that's also your leverage. So if you have a consultation system that allows you to only have to spend like half an hour for each inquiry before they book with you, rather than spending eight hours, you've just gained a whole day's work of worth of work just from having a really smooth consultation system. If you can have a website form that gets all of your inquiries rather than taking it from here, there and everywhere, leverage again. If you can hire someone to do the, the bookkeeping while you do what you're good at, you're on site doing the wedding or you're meeting the couples, you're doing the Zoom calls, whatever that looks like for you, leverage. So this has been the biggest game changer where I've just sat down and gotten really, really clear with what I want my role to look like. So at the start, it's like you are building this baby from scratch. You do wear all the hats and you do have to do everything at the very, very start. It's going to get to a point and this is going to be different for everyone that's listening. You're going to be somewhere along here. You're going to get to a point where it's like, okay, I actually want to build and grow this business to be even bigger. I can't do that if I'm the one wearing all of the hats. I can't do that as a human who actually wants to look after my human. I want to sleep. I want to be hydrated. I want to have good relationships. I can't have that if I'm burnt to the ground because I'm trying to do everything. So that is where you get to move into this business owner role, this CEO director role, where rather than wearing all the hats, you actually get to say, okay, what do I really want to do in my business? What bits do I like and what bits do I not like? For me personally, and this is just me, I didn't want to wake up at 3am and drive to the markets. I didn't mind being there. I actually like being able to eyeball everything But for me, sleep has been a massive, massive thing and not having that because I was going to the markets, it changed me as a human being for, I'm going to say at least three days after the markets. And then the next week would come around and I'd be doing it all again anyway. I also didn't want to go back at 11 PM to pack down because once again, sleep and the way that my body works and I just want to be here. I want to wind down. I want to put pajamas on. I want to cook a delicious meal. I want to be with Tom. I want to go to bed at 8.30. That's what I want. So I went, okay, how can I change this so that I don't have to do these things, but my business can still grow? So I have a freelancer that goes to the markets for me and she processes all of the flowers. And then I have a team who packs down for me. So while it looks like Yes, you do have to obviously spend money because you've got to pay these people to do these jobs. It's actually giving you leverage. So if 
someone else goes to the markets and someone else packs down and I'm sleeping well and looking after my human as much as possible and living in that higher frequency. I'm hydrated. I can go to the gym because I actually have the energy to. I can actually have a conversation with Tom because I'm not burnt to a crisp, right? I can then show up in my business to move it forward. I can create even more content. I can book even more Zoom calls for inquiries. I can further fine tune my back end. I can increase my pricing. I can change my website. I can look after the books. I can meet with the bookkeeper to see what I can do to make it even better. So while it looks like that short-term loss of money, and it kind of is, I want you to think long-term in building this thing really strong. Yes, it's a short-term wage for them, but long-term, you actually get to grow this business even more, bring in even more work. You might even just be able to increase your prices or refine something, tweak something a tiny bit because you've got that energetic capacity. It's massive. It's so, so massive. So if you're at that stage where it's like, okay, I've been wearing all the hats for a while and it does feel like my business is sort of capped. I feel like I'm at that glass ceiling and I just cannot break through it. I'm either at a certain client number, a certain budget number. I'm at a certain finance number, whatever it looks like for you. And you just feel a little bit stuck. I want you to think, What bits do you actually want to be doing in your business? What role do you want to be taking? Do you want to be the head florist and never touch the computer? Then hire someone to do the admin, right? If all you want to do is be the content creator and and the bookkeeper and the assistant on site, then do that. You've just got to think about how you can structure your business in a way where you can keep growing it. You can actually keep building it when you're working on it and not in it. And that has been an absolute game changer for me. And it's something where I do stop and I go, how the fuck is this my life? Literally, it's it's absolutely wild. So 100% leverage on time and just getting really serious about I'm just curious even about what role you want to play and then making that a reality is insane. And that is where I invested to learn more about myself so that I could grow this business. And I actually had support in doing it right. These all tie together. The last thing I want to speak to is I've kind of touched on it, but just making tasks more efficient and effective. So if you can make processing flowers so much quicker and easier do it. And this can look like a physical thing, right? It's like, why do we put the bins so far away when we could move them closer? Why do we wait until the morning of the markets to fill up the buckets when we could do it the afternoon before and have it ready for when Liv arrives? Like, why are we only using this tiny bit of bench space when we could use the whole thing? Why are we doing one thing at a time when we could be batching? So it's just getting curious around how you can make tasks, whether they're a physical thing with the flowers or whether they're like an admin thing. How can you just make it easier? Like, how can you actually just make it easier on yourself? It's like just getting curious. Okay, why do I open my emails and look at them all and not reply to them? 
When instead, I could just have one day where I go in, I respond to every single email, I put them into their own little folders, and then my inbox is clear. Like it just, it feels cleaner in your brain and it just makes more sense, literally. That's all it does. It just makes more sense. So look at the way each task is being completed, whether it is the physical with the flowers, whether it is on the back end, on your admin, and just think, how can I either remove a few steps make it a little bit quicker? Can I even put a timer on and see if we can actually smash this out in 20 minutes instead of an hour? Because again, this is leverage. If you can just move through business with more ease, like, I'm sorry, but that's my goal. Like I'm there for it. The least resistance and with more ease, that's me. Okay. That is all of the things that I could think of for things that have changed my life in the last six months to a year for 2022. It's been a wild ride. So if there's one thing that I want you to get your butt into for 2023, it's revolution. This is going to change the way that you move in your life and your business. Like I said, it can just be one simple tweak and everything changes. You just learn one thing about yourself and your whole entire business changes and moves so quickly. So it's a two-week Voxer container. So Voxer is just a voice note and messaging app. So you get to just plug in when you need, ask your question and get the coolest perspective that will literally change your life. In the last round, it was day one and the girls were like, this is insane. My mind is blown. I never thought about it like that. Because if you can actually just get that key to unlock the gateway to the reality that you want for next year, like come and grab it. Just make your move. And I am so excited to see who is going to jump into this. There are limited spots. There are payment plans available. So just jump on Instagram, DM me revolution. I'll send you the link to everything. Okay. It has come that time of the episodes time to say goodbye. But before I do, I just want to say the biggest thank you. And I know that people always say like, thanks so much, but I truly do mean it when I say that you guys are just the best. I have so many messages from you guys saying how much you're loving the podcast. So for everyone who's listening, who has sent me a message, who has rated the podcast, reviewed the podcast, and just been here for the journey over these past um, I think we started in April. So the past year or so, um, I, I am truly, honestly, so, so grateful for every single one of you. So thank you so much. I love being on this journey with you and just seeing what we're capable of growing this thing to be something so freaking epic. Next year is going to be massive. I'm so excited to bring you along. So have a beautiful Christmas. Enjoy all of the food. Enjoy all of the prawns for all of my Aussie people. Enjoy the snow for all of my winter people. And I'll see you guys next year. I love you so much. Bye.